0: Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today's special guest is Grace. Grace was born and raised in Beijing, China, and pursued a master's degree in statistics in California. She went from negotiating a 15% raise at a Bay Area startup to quitting just one month later after the raise to start her dog training business. Grace is an anti- obedience, fearful dog expert, and the founder of Mensa Mutz. She works with dog owners who have tried everything, but are still struggling to communicate with their shy, fearful, and reactive dogs. Hope you enjoy today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff, and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE podcast conversation starters deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Grace, I am so excited to have you on My Sentiments Exactly podcast to talk about your experience as a Chinese immigrant, the bullying, the stigma, all of the taboo that has surrounded your experience. So thank you so much for joining me today
1: uh glad to be here i'm so glad that we're able to schedule the call today
0: so if you don't mind just go ahead and share your immigration experience
1: and just how things have so i was born and raised in Beijing, china uh, i actually never thought i would come to the united states uh, that wasn't part of the plan i guess um so i came here 11 years ago Um. I had a uh, bachelor degree in uh, economics in China, and then I got opportunity, came here to pursue a master degree in statistics. Okay. So that's how I came here. And blink of eyes, decade passed. <laughs> <laughs> Blowed from there. All right. You know, came here, language, that was, I didn't know how to describe that. Like mm-hmm. I stuck at English class when I was in China like i just okay. and then when i came here one of the challenge was that um you know no one believed me that they even my own family was they would say oh grace not gonna make it because her english sucked she mm-hmm. need to study more she blah blah and blah blah right they, they would tell me that that's my own family and then i so i came here part of me I think have a thoughts like things will be just fine the reason my English sucked because I wasn't in the right environment okay so if you're in the environment everybody speak English I'm like I will be fine Mm -hmm. um it turned out okay but I definitely had a hard time at the beginning I couldn't recall like how long but like I had a hard time understand understand my professors when they're talking um also I couldn't catch up on the idioms and stuff like that Mm-hmm. um reading textbook is a different it's a different topic i, was, I would be staring <laughs> at the textbook and, oh my goodness what did i sign up for wow um and then um i when i was in china i read all these like posts about students who study abroad who would share their difficult experience one of the thing they talk about is you will not understand the menus when in the restaurant so <clears throat> I came here, so I'm already nervous, and then uh, I don't remember, I think while the, back then a classmate took me to a um, steak house or something like that, mm-hmm. and they give me the menu. I haven't seen the menu already, like, oh my gosh, I probably couldn't understand what the heck's on the menu. <laughs> and I got the menu, I was like, ooh, okay, totally don't understand. Um, yeah. So my friend is like kind of explaining what's in there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think the whole, uh, the waitress, ask ask some questions if you want mushroom on the steak type of thing right i didn't understand that either because i'm like what what mushroom was for (laughs) right things like that it's like you you're kind of liking of like almost like living experience right Mm -hmm. because that's not how we eat in china like i couldn't even wrap my head around that then i met my husband he actually taught me how to read the menu he said don't read the name read below the name what's in the dishes yeah. because you know sometimes you, I, I go to a different restaurant they might name the dishes with uh, whatever the cuisines names are yeah and that, that doesn't make any sense to me but they will <laughs> explain okay it's actually grilled fish with side of potato or something like that yeah i'm like oh okay so <laughs> so yeah that was something you know it's beyond i guess what we could think of like uh you're uh i wasn't prepared for when i was in china and that's not something somebody can prepare you for you have you come here and that's the experience you learn so that's kind of that and then immigration process process hmm, overall not too bad we hire a lawyer and everything those are the thing i was like i wasn't gonna diy it i have friends that they're gonna diy it and then i was like i'm not even gonna mess that up let's just hire some yeah. professional take care of that Um, which also was interesting is I called probably like five or six lawyers Mm -hmm. and like most of them like either can't answer the call or tell me that I'm going to have a hard time. They didn't even hear out my case, but they're like, oh, it's going to be complicated and or they want some fee up front. They can't tell or charge by hour. Then there's this one lawyer, actually he answered the phone himself. And he answered my questions and uh, I'm like, okay, so I hired him. That's, uh, (laughs) I think that till this day still play a role on when I run my business, how I present myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially I'm a, right now as a solopreneur. Um, I I don't have people do things for me. So everything is me. Right. And so I really like try to deliver the best customer service Mm -hmm. I can. I think that's really important. And that when I pick up vendors or service people, that's also really important for me as well. That's probably something just kind of happened and kind of in my mind like, okay, that's why I picked that person. I want to run my business that way. So provide better experience to my clients. I did random jobs throughout the years. And my last job was yeah, a FinTech startup in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I negotiated a fifteen percent raise as well as a promotion, and then a month later, I was like, okay, I, I was at the point, I guess, it's like I think I need to find a new job. I'm kind of losing gotcha. the passion about the job, and then also, um it's a long way to go to work it's i could like stuck in traffic for like two hours just to go to work Hmm. so that's a part i'm like okay i think i need to find it at least find a job maybe closer to me or something like that that's when my husband actually made a comment like oh you should just start your dog training business okay and i'm like you sure (laughs) uh because that would be an i would no income probably who knows how long yeah um to get this thing kick off and um so he said yeah so that's what i did i quit my job <laughs> and then start training dogs um, yeah that's kind of like the medium length version of my journey i yeah. guess <laughs> no thank you so much for sharing that it offered a lot of
0: insight just into not just your story but Also, just your transition here, um, and just the challenges that came with that, or the lack thereof, because you hired (laughs) you hired you know (laughs) professional help. Um, So you have experienced some bullying since you have been in the business. Do you mind just describing your experience with the stigma and the taboo?
1: Yeah, you know, so I got in the business kind of. In a sense probably kind of a lucky or like smooth at the beginning because I was actually a in-house dog trainer for a rescue for a couple of years. Okay. So the transition kind of like, okay, I already have a client base. I've been done this for a couple of years. Um, and I was really good at what I do. Mm-hmm. Then once I became really start business, obviously I would never stop learning, right? So I signed up this yeah. program like okay, I want to learn more about this, learn more about that. So so I signed up a workshop. It's like a Facebook group. There's this person will kind of like share some ideas and stuff like that. I obviously learned a lot from this person. I just couldn't find this group anymore. And I didn't know what happened. Um, So I reached out to the admin. Then one day, I messaged her and I said, Hey, uh, I'm not sure what's going on. I couldn't find our group anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, she never replied. Oh no. <laughs> and then I reached out another dog trainer who's also in a group with me. And then that dog trainer just said, uh, you should reach out to admin. And so I was like, what the heck's going yes. on? And so I reached out to admin again and no response, probably maybe several days later, maybe a week later, I didn't remember. I got a Facebook message and the timing was like, I always joke about this, It's like October, November time, like holiday season. Yeah. And then one day it's like 10 PM at night, I got a Facebook message and like a waving from the the trainer who I learned, tried to learn from Mm -hmm. and said, uh, Grace, oh, we believe you committed a crime so that we can't associate with you anymore. And that's kind of, I was like, what, what? (laughs) Like, and it's a Facebook message. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And um, till this day, I I kind of now joke about it. I was like, yeah, that's like some douchebag trying to break up with you using text message. (laughs) Like you didn't even have the courtesy to maybe email me Exactly, or or at least maybe. Reach out to me. How, how or why? Where you got this rumor or whatever that might be? And yeah. did you even bother to ask me what's happening? You know, I'm Asian. I'm Chinese, and uh, I was accused of some crime. Really stereotyped to Chinese people. Okay. And without going in more detail about that, yeah. so I was like, where did that even come from? And. Yeah.
0: Uh, and what does that have to do
1: with the Facebook group? Uh, exactly, right? So, so he basically, like, we believe you commit this crime, so we don't want you in this group anymore. And uh, so basically, they blacklist me, right? So I couldn't see the group. They oh. not only kicked me out of the group, they actually blacklist me, so I can't even find the group anymore. And mind you, now, I paid to get in the group. What? Yeah, it's a paid group, Right i, money I, I money shared back? this with uh, somebody else no i was like oh my right, gosh. <laughs> right. I, I should get my money back at least oh, i didn't yeah. think about that at that time um if you're listening you so- know <laughs> and then they 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 accused me of committing a crime and then they threatened me they basically like oh good luck to your reputation mm. i reached out to a lawyer so lawyers did get involved and uh, um I described the scenario to my lawyer and I still remember this. My lawyer told me, oh, Grace, I'm so sorry. I have to go through this during holiday season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he basically like, you did nothing wrong. There's whatever they say that doesn't make any sense. So my lawyer obviously sent him a letter to kind of like, hey, this is what happened. You can't kept spreading rumors
0: yeah. about
1: Grace, right? That sort of thing. I, I was like just kind of a one day you're like get so involved in this and the next day it's like you got blacklisted out of nowhere. After the thing got all settled and stuff, I I said, uh, uh, you know what? They just bullied me. That's really what happened. Yeah. Imagine if I were in business for a longer period of time. Imagine I have bigger names. Imagine I'm a guy. Uh, imagine I'm white, right, and you know, and it's, the irony is this happened to be a white dude, let's just put it out there and accuse me of something really stereotyped to Chinese people. So this is the part I was like, huh, and, and similar things happened before, apparently it's not necessarily accused me of crime, they actually asked me to take down a my own YouTube videos. Because I practice the techniques and I share with the world for free. And they basically email me that you can't do that because if you give out for free, then we won't make money anymore. Right. Oh, That's sort of a concept. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm like, geez, it's not a zero sum road. What the heck? <laughs> and it's my video. I did not. It's not your video that I stole or anything. It's my own video practice, my own dog. And then they told me to take it down. Uh, so I did out of like a courtesy, like, okay, whatever doesn't affect me. And later on, they come with this. and now I look back like, wow, they probably just really, what happens, afraid of me. And then that's kind of like, so yeah, that's kind of a story. Um, yeah. Talk about it. still like kind of a little mad and also like, wow. So it's just kind of, and, and here's the thing, uh, after I talked to the lawyer and lawyer got some discovery information uh Without going in details, like just say hypothetically, he one of the bump in my business journey because this this trainer is supposed to be like much bigger names out there. Everybody know him in the industry, and at the same time, I was like, wow, I couldn't even think that's what happened. It's because I at least I felt that it's just so unprofessional, regardless mm-hmm. how it happened and any yeah. of those um there's no any professional no courtesy in this like i said at least they should send me an email not a facebook message
0: yeah
1: um uh, <clears throat> right and the thing is um to make it even worse i've never met this trainer i've never talked to him uh besides i'm paid in a group like yeah when, you know we don't know each other so yeah. he, in a sense, he, he didn't know me. I didn't know him. And whatever he got this rumor from, like, I was like, "Yeah, what the heck? You don't even know me. Like, you didn't even bother to mm-hmm. figure it out. And I'm a paid customer. And right. he didn't offer me a refund now that I think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a, a single out event. Yeah, apparently, hypothetically, he have done this to other trainers as well okay so i guess in a sense i have to say it's not personal mm-hmm. um but people like this do exist and they have big names and they're in business and you just somehow encountered that and yeah. uh, in a sense makes a bad luck and the lessons learned i guess yeah
0: definitely
1: yeah something you have to watch out for yeah
0: and having these sorts of conversations are important for those that might be in the same boat but may not realize it or you know it happens they'll know that this has happened or something similar has happened to someone else. So that's important and I appreciate you sharing that. Um, What would you say people most commonly misunderstand about immigrants?
1: I don't know. Misunderstand. <laughs> what, what are some of the assumptions you would have? Well I know there's in conversations that
0: I've heard about, you know, immigration, people are saying, people
1: come here to steal jobs. Now that you mentioned, obviously, especially now on TV, that's all they talk about. Um, but <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, so I think part of it's that um, I was really lucky. I graduated from Costa East Bay at Hayward. Uh, it's, a, it's actually a university that's very diverse. Uh, They have a lot of international students. In fact, I got invited as a panelist, did an interview there. And I shared with the uh, board members that really part of it, I felt really lucky that I never felt I was being discriminated uh, while I was in the university. Okay. Because there's so many international students, they're Mm -hmm. really like kind of that's one of their biggest things. and uh looking for jobs uh, well, I, I had a horrible job that's just a horrible boss super racist that's something like mm. very i don't know i wouldn't know if it's rare or not but um it was bad uh it's just horrible environment i feel when people talk about okay immigrants take like stealing jobs mm-hmm. i think part of that's really part of the from inner insecurities yeah uh, it's oh, it's almost like like I'm in dog training business. There are tons of dog trainers out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I can say like, oh my gosh, I have so many competitors. Yeah. Right. And but at the same time, it's like I I do what I do. I'm i have I'm in a very niche area of the dog training, and in a sense, I actually have zero competitors because no one can offer what I offer. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that most of people who are really like mad at immigrants, they probably have some other emotional pain yeah. in their own life that they might just kind of like project it or blame on other people and other things yeah um in fact, uh of well, my uh Chinese friend here she posted when COVID-19 first started you know COVID-19 wasn't very nice to Chinese people obviously I was just ready to ask that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know and she posted post said that there's somebody on Facebook group just talk about oh I hate old Chinese people because you bring this virus Mm -hmm. and then she's like oh my god this lady was so much, there's so much hatred, right? And then she apparently checked her Facebook page and stuff like that. Apparently this lady, whole family was sick and they couldn't get to the hospital or whatever, get admitted and couldn't get tested. And then they all very, very sick. And there, I guess part of it, my friend pointed out, she's probably in a lot of emotional pain and in that situation she didn't know who to blame because she doesn't know yeah. what to do and the only mm-hmm. thing come out is okay i have to blame the virus now yeah that's i blame chinese people right uh and there are also people like i think um there it was funny not funny funny i read an article talk about oh talk, i do dog training so i talk about how to like keep your dog safe from like strangers and stuff like that mm-hmm. i made an article titled just yell my dog has chinese virus and i talk about hey how you keep people away from your dog and stuff like that and somebody re- replied my email said, oh my gosh why are you promoting uh discrimination and I said, if you know anything about me, number one, I'm Chinese, so if anybody can make a joke, it was me, okay? Exactly. And you can't, but okay. I can. <laughs> I said, people don't just hate Chinese people overnight or any, like say, immigrants. Mm-hmm. It's, I said, it's probably always there, and now this thing happened, The there's politics or whatever, they try to make it a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if those people already hate immigrants an excuse that they can acting out now
0: exactly
1: it's like they they feel they have the right they can express it now yeah i said it's never just overnight they realize oh my gosh immigrants are bad i said that's not how it happened they always dislike them but they're like okay and now it's like oh my gosh the news said this now i can like give them an excuse or reason, like, oh, I cannot beat them up, right? Yeah. I can call their in their name, in their face, tell them to go back to their home country, mm-hmm. right? I, I think that's really what's going on. It's not necessarily happened just because the yeah. virus thing.
0: Yeah, and that's really good. And again, I'm glad that you brought this up because that was going to be my next question, just in terms of discrimination and things. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things now. You can't hold people accountable for things that they have nothing to do with, um, you know, or something that you feel is is an issue. Like, of course, you know, COVID, no one asked for COVID. So I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up and just offered this response. It's refreshing to speak with someone during this time to get your perspective and even your response to that. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I did want to ask you, um, what advice would you give to um, someone who is an immigrant and now they're trying to adjust? Maybe they have a business and they're thinking about getting it started, but they have fears that maybe they will be bullied or they'll have a hard time. What would you tell them?
1: You know, I notice I, you know, I get on this interviews podcast like yours to really put myself out there and just understand the bigger you are, there're gonna be more bullies and more trolls. Yeah, I think um, you have to like look over, look past that because the only safest way to never have people bully you, and that's not even true, is to never do anything. Yeah, right. And exactly. if you have a business you have to do something, somebody gonna hate you, that's just a reality of it. Mm -hmm. And more than likely you'll get over it. And um, most of them, there could be bad, but it's not like gonna ruin you life type of thing. I think that's still, I'm not saying it's not happening, but probably really rare. Yeah. Uh, Even the people accuse me of crime, it's not because I didn't commit a crime, so they have nothing to really go on anyway. And I think part of it, if if you're out there to feel like the culture different, I think part of it, I learned along the way is really just be you, be more authentic, really able to voice your voice. Um, Because especially me, I grew up in China. We, our culture is never voice your voice. Uh, Actually it took me a long time to able to like speak out about things because In china you do not supposed to you you're supposed like Mm -hmm. just not yeah you're right right like you can't say we're different and stuff like that so it took me a long time to be opinionated i guess okay Okay. (laughs) i think i'm always opinionated but i wasn't able to share that's part of you may call it confident issue right not being authentic but also like grabbing that culture and actually that's still happening uh, I don't know if you have Chinese friends or people from China. They mm-hmm. they tend to probably more um, uh, reserved, right? And they don't speak up often. That's they usually quiet. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of like the culture thing. We we can't okay. really like say that doesn't exist, uh, and it's really hard for them to like speak up for themselves. Okay. And I think this is a time, obviously really have to speak your truth and for business again you want to if you want to be successful you have to learn to face the challenges that's just gonna okay. happen you can't avoid it and I have ability to laugh at it i guess mm-hmm. um this chinese virus thing i kind of just like well that's just how it is right we have to able to joke about it it's this world is upside down right now Absolutely. we can find some humorous things, we're going to be even more miserable. Find support or community, right? That's a yeah. part. Hire professionals. Uh, when you feel you're stuck, find somebody that can support you. Do not just deal with it on your own. And, you know, uh, I, I consider myself lucky. My husband's really supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know a lot of entrepreneurs that most of the families not supporting you like you know m- my mother wasn't like she kept like is that a real job how much you make okay right that's like the, when they think about you starting a business that's what they think right okay. and yep. I, I have a cousin actually he's really successful here his own business and but if i said see my cousin can't do that my mom's like oh but you're not your cousin he's successful you're not right like mm-hmm. okay. those are the things i think Probably not just me, uh, a lot of probably entrepreneurs will experience similar things like that. I think I remember, uh, I don't know if you know Ramit Sethi, he had this book called I'll Teach You to Be Rich and he do a lot of career coaching and start okay. business coaching. So he he talk about he's from India and he has very traditional Indian uh, parents and they expect him to be a doctor. And now he's you know pretty big business personnel, I guess, yeah. And he said till this day, his parents still ask, are you going to be doctor one day? Yeah. You know, I I really think that's probably for a lot of Asian people that might be even more significant mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, it's a stereotype, Asian students have to get an A, right? B means fail <laughs> or something like that, yeah. right? <laughs> so so it's like that's the expectation from your family you you and even here i think it's a doctor lawyer right that's the family like how do we expect you to be now how you can fight that like really find your own passion Mm -hmm. right because your family might not get you at first so i think that's really important find support you know could be coaching right could be the profession like i hire lawyers when i face legal situation do not try to do not let your emotional overrun the reality right yeah, like that's so good take it take take a back. because what happened to me is like after this um trainer made old accusation i actually just logged out i'm like okay i'm not even gonna respond because the more you explain it probably can make it worse exactly. and i just called my lawyer and my lawyer handled from there right so i think a lot of people tend to get mad, which I was mad, I was emotional, and freaking, it's 10 p.m., so pretty much sleepless night, right, like, you think about what just happened, but at the same time, um, you know, you as a business owner, that's probably the bigger you are, like, my coach right now, he runs multiple, like, seven-figure business, Mm -hmm. he said he's seen lawsuits, (laughs) pretty much once a while, there's something happening, right, that's also the the business, right? You just kind of deal with it at that point. You don't get freaked out anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think for people who just started and it's probably gonna have bullies, that's just gonna happen. And mm-hmm. try to like, you know, in a sense able to talk about it as well. Um, I think I, I actually, this happened uh, three, three years ago. I was, I was never like shared with anybody till recently um, because I like oh I'm not sure if I should do this and stuff like that but now it's like there's probably a lot of people just like me and they might felt they're alone because they not necessarily have to be exactly similar scenario but hey different type of bullying or maybe worse Mm -hmm. um, and they do need to know that could be part of process. Um, yeah. that yeah
0: I yeah, hope that absolutely. helps yeah and that's why we have these kinds of conversations and again I really want to thank you for coming on and sharing your experience and being so transparent and honest Um, I think this has been I, I say that just by every episode is my favorite but I really this has been a really um good episode and I've really enjoyed being able to speak with you Um, I want people to be able to find you and connect with you, um, whether they want to take advantage of your services or just stay up to date with what you're doing. Um, So if you can just share where people can stay connected with you, that would be great.
1: Awesome. So uh, the best way to check out my work is actually at my uh, website mensa-muts.com. Mensa is M-E-N-S-A. It's like the Mensa's organization for higher IQ people. So Muts, is M-U-T-T-S, so mensa matscom My best friend actually came out, the tagline for me is bring uh, bring out the mensa in your mats. That's kind of my business. Uh, So, and if people go on the website, they can sign up to download a uh, free report I wrote about debunking two biggest dog industry norms and the three techniques you can do to help reduce your dog's reactivity today. Um yeah, that's probably the best way to get to know me, my service, and see if that's a good fit for them and find a lot of free information.
0: Yeah, well, thank you so much again for being on the show. I appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Glad to be here. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, collaborate again in the future.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. I'll have all of um, Grace's information in the description for you to take advantage of. Make sure that you connect with her on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? If you haven't already subscribe on your favorite listening platform and our new YouTube channel with video interviews premiering in season three. I'd also love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing MSE Podcast's Conversation Starter's Deck, available for purchase at ByGraceNP.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, ByGraceNP.com and YouTube now. Hope to hear from you soon.